0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Vivi. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Lots to talk about here today on the show, raw ratings from Monday night, what a plunge. The second largest plunge since Raw became a three-hour show. They lost so many viewers from hour one to hour three. Why? Talk about some theories here on the show today. Smackdown last night, the build to the upcoming pay-per-view, the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. Every championship will be defended on the show at Clash of Champions. We got some changes to the show As a result of SmackDown last night, the tag team championship match is now a fatal four-way. The women's match is now a Lumberjack match, or a Lumberjill match. The United States championship match, now a triple threat match. And there's also a Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match, where if Owens and Zayn lose, they will be fired from WWE. I got a lot of problems with this storyline, even though I kind of like where they're going. But we'll talk about that here on the show today. What were your thoughts on SmackDown? What were your thoughts on Raw? What are your thoughts on any of the stories going on in the world of wrestling? You can give us a call here today, 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. You can send your text messages to 425-780-7566. At some point this week, we're going to be giving away copies of the Conor McGregor Notorious DVD. For those of you that are interested in that, be ready. We'll give you details on the show about how you can win yourself a copy of that DVD. So that's coming up this week as well. we got news on The Rock. He's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Bret Hart has filed a lawsuit. I still have the comments from Sajara Eubanks about her weight cut gun awry. You may read those today. I may never read them appalling but we can talk about any of these topics today and more mike is going to join us after the break and we'll be right back wrestling observer live
2: are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies
3: 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez, here Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi also wrestlingobserver.com. Lots to get into here today. If you want to give us a call, the phone number 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages 425 780 Taking your calls today, your text messages as well. Get all of these numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. And this here from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, a wrestling heavy raw on Monday was up very slightly from last week's low mark, doing 2.78 million viewers overall. But the ratings pattern told a different story. 23% drop from hour one to hour three, an unusually large number, and a very weak Third hour number. Six for the night on cable. In the 18 to 49 demo, the women's drop from hour one to three was 29%. Men's drop 11%. Major drops in every demo throughout the show. Message was pretty clear that a series of long matches, as opposed to long matches with main event talent, are not good for retaining viewers. The three hours. 3.15 million first hour. 2.86 million second hour. Two point four three, 2.43 million in the third hour. As Paul Fontaine notes, the first to third hour viewership drop, the second largest in history since Raw became a three-hour show. just want to mention I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I believe this with every ounce of my being. Raw matches are so patterned nowadays. I, I ranted about this two weeks ago, and after... God only knows how many years. I mean, 30? Finally, just I couldn't take anymore. They, They did a big dive sequence. Everybody's flying all over, and they go to break. And they come back, and there's a long chin lock. I mean, I asked Dave this question. You can all answer the question yourselves. I don't watch sports, but I'll tell you one thing I do know. When somebody grabs that ball in the Super Bowl, and they start running, And they're going 5 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards. That's not when they cut to commercial. Ever. Anyway, point of this is, these matches are such now that fans know that the babyface runs wild at the beginning. The heels get the heat. If it's a tag match, there's going to be at least two hot tags, sometimes three, like there were on Raw on Monday. Then they're going to do all of their big moves. That's when you start watching. And then they do the finish. This is just the way things are. Now, you can argue that you shouldn't do long matches on TV anymore because, you know, it's bad for ratings or whatever. But, I mean, the bigger issue is not don't do long matches. The bigger issue is you've conditioned people over many, many years to not care about anything except the big moves. People don't even care about the finish. The only thing they care about is seeing the big moves. And so, therefore, when you do a match and guys are in there for 15 minutes, everyone watches football, and then they flip back when the big moves come. They watch the end of the match, and then they watch football again. And I think their ratings pattern made that pretty clear this week. And, uh, of course, a full other issue that I won't even bother talking about is the Asuka Oscar, the Oscar match with Alicia Fox, the Finn Balor match with Bo Dallas. Nobody needs to see these people going, like, 80-20, where the geek, in this case Alicia Fox or Bo Dallas, has taken the majority of the match. Anyway, any thoughts on this, Mike? Not really.
6: You know, the football game got chippier as it went on, and uh, I'm sure there are some people that peeled off to see if somebody on Cincinnati and Pittsburgh would actually kill each other during that game. So there may have been a little bit of a drop-off there. On top of the fact that, forget about the match structure, look at the show structure. And I'm not saying abandon the, the wrestling Part of the deal. I mean, people are just going to have to get, you know, trained to longer matches again. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, except in a case for Asuka, where she doesn't need to be in long matches. But that's a different story. Um, the show itself it leads you to the end where most of it doesn't matter. And I know you had a tag team match here at the end, which is disappointing that that people tuned out because there was a possibility you could see a change. But realistically, you look at the schedule You look at what Raw's got when it comes to special events, and you know the pattern of the show, you know? And if you did happen to miss anything or you wanted to tune out or you just got tired of it, well, you know what? Can can I say something real
1: quick about that main event that you just mentioned? Go ahead. So, you're right. There was a main event where there could be a tag team title change. However, Mm -hmm. do you think there was one single solitary fan when when the match started at like a quarter to 11 who thought... You know, this finish may happen within three minutes here, or five minutes, or ten minutes. Every single person had to know, I can watch football right now, because if there is a tag title change, it's not happened until at least 11.
6: And right? And you know what? Yes. And then on top of it, you probably are not going to see a title change, because you know enough about the show to know that. And guess what? If you did happen to miss it, well, I can just catch it off a replay, one of the other millions of replays later on. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a must-see show. It's a, a show where people... Basically, it's a battle of, of of trying to... Is it attrition? I'm not sure what the word would be. How far can you make it?
1: Can you make it the whole time, and, and when do you tune out? Well, you got to think about this, too. If you're a new fan... like Let's just say you started watching wrestling in 2015, okay? You're listening to the show, and you're like, Ryan, what are you talking about? These matches, I love these matches. They're great. I mean, listen, if you're a new WWE fan and you only watch WWE, then I'm sure these matches are great. But if you've been watching this for any length of time, five years, 10 years, 15 years, I mean, it's not like New Japan or CMLL or even Impact or Ring of Honor or any other company where if you skip the first three quarters of the match, there's a chance you may miss something. These matches are so patterned. I could have written down everything that was going to happen in that tag team main event match. I could have written down every single solitary thing that everybody was going to do in that match until the end when they started doing all their creative near falls. The near falls are always, that's the best part of the match. Because everything else in the match is just paint by the numbers, do the same thing we do every single time. I mean, you're asking people to skip to the end. Let's go to the phones here. Let's see what this person has to say. You're on the air. What's going on?
5: Hey, how's it going? This is Ben from Los Angeles. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was wondering if you guys have seen the footage of Diego Sanchez. Uh, um, this person with Down syndrome, but their lifelong goal was to get in the cage, and Diego Sanchez actually had a, a match with him. Obviously, playing lightly with him, but it was one of the most like amazing, emotional things to watch. He actually the the guy ends up submitting Diego Sanchez, and I was wondering if you've seen that, or I can uh, tweet you the link later.
1: Yeah, tweet me the link later. Thanks, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I, I want to thank you very much for the call. When you mentioned Diego, if you, if you listen to the Filthy Tom Lawler show that we do on the site, which, by the way, there will be no Filthy Tom Lawler show today. He's on his way to the MLW show. He's traveling, so he cannot do the show from the airplane. But it took about uh, two weeks off a few weeks ago because UFC, even though he's suspended, sent him all over the world on a tour of military bases and such. And on the tour with him was Diego Sanchez, who, by the way, had been knocked silly on, like, Saturday night, and they let him get on a plane to go across the world on Monday, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, he said Diego Sanchez was just the most amazing guy, just the craziest, wackiest guy imaginable. So if you want some fun Diego Sanchez stories, the last edition of Filthy 4 Daily, last Wednesday in the archives. Go up there and check that out, and I'll tweet out that link later after this fella here sends it to me. If you want to text us here today, 844-411-5411. That is, actually, I'm sorry, 425-780-7566. Call us at 844-411-5411. Got a lot of text here about last night's SmackDown. Did you see this SmackDown show, Mike? I did indeed. What do you think of Sami Zayn? Sammy Zane is Don't awesome. Don't say anything negative or you'll be banned from this no, show.
6: No, it's impossible to say anything negative about Sammy Zayn. He is awesome. The team with Kevin Owens is awesome, and I believe that they are on the the right side of
1: justice with the the evil Shane McMahon trying to put down upon them. Sammy Zayn I'll I'll go ahead and say it. He is the best character in WWE today. Even better than Matt Hardy right now, although that may change soon. Look at you. He's so from the moment he steps through that curtain and does that wacky dance from the promo that he did around ringside last night from the reactions he had backstage with Kevin Owens he's the best back in a moment Just wrestling walking to the ring with him wrestling observer live
7: The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Well, one of those you things. Right? That, it just—it's so weird this stuff happens, but it happened. WWE Network has sent out a mailer today. They've added a bunch of NXT shows to the network, early ones. And you know what the subject line is. What's that? Wild and young. How about it? Seriously? Good memories, eh? That's the worst song that there's ever been, everyone. Do you hear me? That's the worst song in the history of professional wrestling. That's stupid, wild, and young. I hated that song with every ounce of my being. So I will not be watching those old NXTs because of that. They're bad anyway. This person here says, You guys are 100% on it today. Raw SmackDown matches and the presentation are so standard and uniform. Same thing every week. I've only been watching pay-per-views for a few months now. It's kind of the same thing in the pay-per-views as well. Yeah. I mean, they're not like... They're not like bad matches. It's just... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, everybody. It's 2017, okay? Everybody has a phone. Everybody has a TV with like 5,000 channels. Everybody's got like a monstrously short attention span. So, you cannot condition people to know that what you're providing they can skip most of you just can't it's it's this is not this is not 1987 where everybody rushed home at 605 to watch the nwa and they watched it live and and i mean even that they didn't have these long matches and when they did it was like well you know you never know when the match is gonna end maybe it's gonna go the time limit maybe it's not they certainly weren't patterned like they are now they just were they were they were they were different but it's not like that anymore like, you couldn't, you couldn't do the 605 show today. Like, 80% jobber matches, bunch of interviews, a random match, usually with a bad finish. I mean, it's fun looking back and watching it today, but you couldn't do that today. Just like the pattern they're doing now, you can't do today if you want to retain viewers. It's too long, the show is too long, and you're providing a product that fans know they can skip 70% of. Hence, you get what you get with these ratings. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up?
5: Hey Mike and Brian, what's going on?
1: Hello.
6: Well, two things. I'll say that you mentioned themes. I gotta say, I kinda of disagree with you. I think the worst theme is probably Rob Conway's old theme.
1: God, what was that again? Sing Just a little Just look at me. Sing a little of it, caller. Oh come on. <laughs> I don't I can't really sing the song. Well that's the point. But, uh... The song sucks, so
6: it doesn't matter whether you can sing or not. Song was great. What are you guys talking about? Dom, somebody cue that up at the break. Just look at me. Conway doing it but the, the Conway.
1: Thing... Anyway, go ahead. The second thing I want to talk about is the second thing I want to talk about is SmackDown. And um
6: I gotta say, they have to be like doing a double turn with Shane and all that because just the way he's just acting feels like his old man from the nineties, just
7: evil corporate Vince. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
6: weird. I don't know how Daniel Bryan's a, a bad guy in this. I don't know how anybody's a bad guy in this other than Shane McMahon.
1: Well, well, the thing you gotta remember is it's WWE. And so they they often will lead you in one direction because they're gonna go in another direction.
6: That's true. I'm not heel's saying
1: they're making sense though. Listen, I know how they think. The McMahons are heels, okay? It very, very well could be that Shane McMahon is the heel in all of this. That very, very well could be. But they may also this is it's it's like Dave said a few weeks ago when I mentioned that I thought that Daniel Bryan was turning heel. He thought it was a stupid idea, but then he thought about it and he realized if the guy's leaving, like if he is really leaving this company next year, what better way to water the guy down than to make him an unlikable character on television. Now granted, it's going to backfire if they put him with Owen Hart and or Owen Hart. Just watch the uh Retro Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean it's gonna backfire, but I I can see their thinking being that way. I mean they think weird things sometimes, like that Roman Reigns thing at the beginning of Ron Monday was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Well there right, you go. Well, thanks. All right, thanks so much for the call. We'll see. Sometimes I'll leave people on the line to see if they got anything more to say. And usually Apparently they don't. Not. No. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta try sometimes. Sure. The phones, you're on the air, what's up?
0: Hey Brian, hey Mike. Even with bronchitis, my voice cannot be stopped. I have to. God, this should am have
1: been the guy's name, Bronchitis, instead of Braun Strowman. Does he tend to team with building? Actually, Bronchitis should have been should have been because uh, all of those promos that he cut <laughs> where he was constantly losing his voice all the time.
8: Exactly. Uh,
1: someday I'm going to run pre- a great promotion. I- Just want you all to know that Bronchitis, I- top heel. I, Never does promos. I
8: fully endorse this. Um, I agree with you. The patternization of the programming and match structure within WWE is its one of its biggest enemies to the promotion moving forward. You've got to stop doing this crap. It's getting old, and it's teaching your fans, like you said, when they can tune in and when they can tune out. And I always thought the whole idea of this thing was to draw viewers in, not repel them at points, to hold and maintain their interests throughout the duration of your programming. Apparently, they haven't mastered this skill and probably won't in the near future. It's
1: you know That's what amazes powerful. me? You know what amazes me, John? Let me tell you what amazes me about this, all right? This company actually has, like, a very good grasp on psychology. In the sense that when they tried to get, well, what I mean, when. As they try to get Roman Reigns cheered, going on three straight years now. How many times have I said, they've, they've tried everything how many times have i said that like thousands and you okay. know what they always find a new one like they always find something new now granted it never works okay but on paper they're always coming up with some new clever idea that quite frankly should work okay <laughs> so they're wily coyote but no the point is like okay my, my, here's what i'm trying to say they have been doing this for a long time. They have every trick in the world to try to manipulate the emotions of their fans, okay? Now, oftentimes, they just, like, throw it out the window because they want to do something, and they're just, like, determined, and the fans don't want it. And so there's that clashing of heads thing that we see with Roman Reigns. But, I mean, like, 90% of the time, they put things together to elicit a reaction from the fans, and they get the reaction that they want, right? Can we at least agree with that? Yes, that, okay. that is fair. So if you have such a grasp of psychology, how do you not understand that the, the fans have figured out your pattern of matches? Right? Do they not do you- sit there for the first three quarters of the match and only cheer during the near falls? Like, how can you not figure out there's a reason for that? Because you do the same thing every single time like the sh- when the goldberg show has
6: looked the same for 20 years though they have caught themselves in a pattern that they just can't get out of for god knows what
1: reason think about how think about how shocked people were when goldberg speared and pinned brock lesnar in a minute 36 or whatever they were stunned and shocked and remember remember what the word was after that finish happened they, they they thought it could it would be a big risk, right? A big risk because yeah. fans aren't used to short matches in main events. But you know what? You gotta do that every now and then. And by every now and then, I mean on a three-hour show, you should have one match like that on every show, at least every other week, at the very least once a month. Oh. Bill a long bill what everyone expects to be a long main event, and you go like. Three minutes and there's a finish. I'm not talking an Alicia Fox well, versus sports, Oscar match.
6: For God's sakes. You never know what's going to happen in any given time. And on
1: top of that, that's one of your catchphrases anyway. That's right. You never know what's going to happen. Except we always know what's going to happen. Just like when I watch those old Nitros. I always know what's going to happen in the main event. It's going to go 90 seconds and there's going to be no finish. You know, they, they do all these videos burying WCW for all the stupid things they did. Like 90 second main events with no finish. But really, the issue is it was just a pattern uh, every single week, and they do the same kinds of patterns, just not quite as stupid. Not as stupid at all, actually. I'll give them credit for that. They are not nearly as stupid as WCW. Which, yeah, that's not saying a whole lot. This person here says, Did you see Kelly Kelly teaching Tito Ortiz how to wrestle on WAGS LA? (laughs) No, but now I may have to put that show on the DVR. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That sounds
6: amazing. Uh, is that Bravo? Is that uh, is that still under the NBC uh, Universal umbrella? Which one? Uh, Bravo? Is that where is no Wags idea. on?
1: Wags, Wags is on. Uh, is it E? Oh yeah, so, so, yeah still still e. under the umbrella. Then good good for WWE. Yeah, Wags L A. Sundays at ten Eastern only on E i got right. actually a whole list of upcoming events, upcoming shows right here. Can we get on their press list? Can we get Kelly Kelly I am. on to talk about WAGs? I can try. I'm on their press list. I get stuff let's from them all the time. All right. All right. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's For up? For a
3: loved one that is suffering with chronic pain.
1: Excuse- Would
3: you be interested in receiving free information about the programs that are available?
1: No. Yes.
6: No, thank you. What? You don't know what they are.
9: Thank you for your time, and have a nice no, day.
1: B- but but thank you. That was bizarre. You don't know if we could have used that. They called me. Do you know how long that was on hold, and they were just going the whole time? That was totally bizarre. We had to a break. Everybody, back in a moment with more, but less of that. Wrestling Observer Live.
9: Expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com
5: for complete terms and conditions. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book?
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to give us a call, provided you don't want to sell anything, 844 411 5411. Text messages, 425 780 7566. All these numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Buddy Rob here says to add to mike's point there were a couple of major hits in the monday night football game including one where a guy got seriously hurt that may have played a part well you're right could have a lot of things that could happen but my larger point i believe stands the matches are too repetitive Well, I mean, yeah, and the the bottom line is not all
6: of those people went over to watch football, so they went over to watch something else other than WWE. So, yeah, they went over to watch WAGS to watch Kelly Kelly teach Tito
1: Ortiz the ropes. So, this person here says, Beginning of the show, you said you were going to talk about the Kevin and Sammy story. Where do you think it's going? Well, here's what I wanted to mention about it. Some people are going to say that this is nitpicking, but I don't think so. Because as a fan, watching it strictly as a fan last night, this is what I thought. So, Shane McMahon at the end of the show. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are being beaten up by Orton and Nakamura. Shane's all happy. Oh, this is the best ending to SmackDown in a while, he says. And Daniel Bryan looks at him and says, So are are you done with this now? Is it over? And Shane is just aghast. No, it's not over. After all they've done, after everything they've done, this match I neglected to mention. This match at the pay-per-view it is going to be a tag team match. Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I, Shane McMahon, will be the special guest referee. Mm. And when Owens and Zayn lose, they will not just be fired from SmackDown. Mm. They'll be fired from the WWE. And Brian gives him the look like, you dastardly feller. And they go off the air. So here is here is the very first thing that just infuriated me about this storyline. I like this storyline. Like, I don't know who's going to turn. I don't know where it's going to go. There are a lot of different directions it could go. I like stuff like that. I'm excited to see where it's going. But, like, a week or two ago, Shane McMahon was getting ready to fire Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and what did Daniel Bryan say? He said, you can't fire them. They're very talented. They're just going to go to Raw. So now the storyline that we're supposed to believe as fans is that Shane McMahon is going to fire these two guys from WWE, and they will not be able to go to Raw. Are you kidding me? Like, the whole storyline right now is that Stephanie and Hunter hate Shane. They'll do anything to screw the guy. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in storyline, even though it didn't really happen, in storyline they helped Raw win the main event at Survivor Series. As a fan, I'm supposed to believe that if Shane fires these guys they're not going to Raw? This is way beyond spending my disbelief here. Well,
6: I mean, they they he they headbutted Vince uh, and they
5: they Steph made a don't mockery.
6: Care.
1: Hunter doesn't care.
6: Well, you don't know that. I mean, Steph's had her run-ins with Kevin Owens, has she not? Did they leave Raw? Did he leave Raw in an unceremonious
1: fashion? This was months ago. I don't even remember how he left Raw. That means Vince doesn't either. But the point of this is, (laughs) I don't buy this stip. But I mean, it does. You're right. Here's something to keep in mind. Daniel Bryan is doing a refereeing gig later this month. And Shane McMahon is allegedly doing a refereeing gig next week. So... I think it's quite obvious that Shane's going to take a big bump and Daniel Bryan is going to count the pin and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to win, which adds fuel to the fire. Was Daniel Bryan helping them or was Daniel Bryan just doing the right thing? Well, if they if WWE does the right thing, we have a finish
6: where those questions are left way up in the air. Yes. That's why I like it. Exactly. And there's where there's a lot of this feud that I absolutely adore, which is, of course, As I've been saying, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens speaking a lot of truth in their promos. Now, how they may be going about things, they may be doing it in a dastardly way, but there's a lot of truth in what they speak. And obviously, how Shane McMahon is presenting himself and Daniel Bryan as well, too. There's a lot of good stuff that's uh, possibly going about there.
1: I mean, I know I'm overthinking this, but would it have been that hard for Shane to say, when they lose, they will both be suspended indefinitely without pay? That way they can't go to Raw. They're not on the television. They're getting punished and not paid. He can even say, if they got a problem with this, they can take it to court. I'll tie him up in court for years. Great! That no, makes Sam, sense.
6: Sammy is willing to lawyer up. I was going to say, I guess, you know, why do you want to have them tying you up in court and wasting the money on that? But I guess
1: uh, Shane is okay with that. says there was a lot of RKO talking to the rest at the end of SmackDown. felt like the second RKO and Kinshasa were called from the back. Could have been. I mean, there was a show a month or two ago that ended early. Actually, I think it might have been the show that I was at in Seattle, if I recall. But they ended like four minutes earlier, something weird. So it could have been a timing issue. They thought the backstage thing was going to be longer than it was, and they called an audible to do more. But I don't know. But that could have happened. First says, as a fan, I see Sammy and Kevin may not go to Raw because Vince, the owner of WWE, may say, stay out. But is closing a hole you pointed out, moving to Raw. There's different ways you could explain it, but I don't think it matters because I don't think they're losing. Unless they're really getting fired. There's a conspiracy theory for you. Oh, stop it. But I don't think that's happening. This person says, too repetitive the irony. Get it? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Ha. If only he knew that I could block his text. But I won't. I will let him be repetitive with his text messages. Person says that last call may have been more random than any Ryan call in history. Now, actually, I think Ryan's calls are even more random, uh, random than that. Did we have a dental call too as well? What was that? We uh, might have. Can't remember. Person says, "I hope John from Arkansas loses his voice for the next ten years." Oh man. Hey. Someone doesn't like John. He's got there a fan. Go. Person says, "After last night, I am confident that Shane is the one who will be turning heel." Well, again, there's there's lots of ways they can go. If they do that finish at the pay-per-view, Shane takes a bump, Brian counts the pin for Sammy or Kevin, then you've got the big question mark of did Daniel Bryan do it because he's a heel or because he's a fair babyface. And they can argue about that, and then they can go any direction. The storyline is great. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up?
5: It's Jim from Virginia. Hello, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Um, I have a question. I mean, the other day you all were talking about the uh, Wrestling Reserve Hall of Fame, and I never heard anybody say this. I just wanted to know, are and Gene Anderson in there?
6: Uh, they, I don't think they hit the threshold. I think the Assassins got in a year or two before them, and the Assassins did not, or the uh, Andersons did not make it, which is going to end up putting them in a category where uh, the historians uh, we'll probably have to put them in, and that may be their their best shot to go in. To be honest with you.
5: Okay. Now, if it's my second question is, um, what which one of them you think is the better group of the girls that have came in? The uh, what is it? Abs- absolution? What absolution? What of them's called? Or yep. The The, the squad. I can't pronounce Yeah. Who do you think's better?
1: Well, what do you mean, like in the ring, or like a better act, or what
4: yeah, better act, yeah,
1: it's funny because the leaders of both groups are doing great, but of the two, Paige is doing way better. Paige is so great. it's almost like she's done this for a while. God, she is such a great talker, and she was she was so great at uh. She's got confidence, and she can command. Yeah, and which. that match she had on Monday, that was her first match in over a over a year. It was like June of 2016. I' say year, over a year and a half oh. she hadn't been in the ring. She goes in there and went 16 minutes, and it was good. Now, uh, Mandy looks great, and we haven't seen her work yet. She's, she seems to be a lot better. Uh, Sonya Deville is totally not ready for the main roster. So like Paige right now is totally carrying that act. But on on SmackDown, I mean, I don't I think that I think that Mandy is probably more advanced than either of the other two girls besides Ruby. But I feel like the the SmackDown crew, I think the three of them as a unit carry themselves better than the three carry themselves as a unit on Raw. Raw is all about Paige. Well, let's see how stupid
6: they can make Sarah Logan, though, who is just apparently one step away from crawling out of a hill in in southwestern Kentucky and and, uh, killing pheasants with her bare hands before deplucking them and eating them, which is, unfortunately, the way they had her framed last night, I I just shudder that that's that's the way they're going to go.
1: You know, the other thing last night that actually I I did not like at all? I want to thank you very much for the call, Jim. The... uh, they're invaders, right? Supposedly, yeah. Man, they're just they're they're the well, WWE they're not... girls are backstage just talking and they're talking to Daniel Bryan or whatever. And then like the right squad just walks in. Just but, three but, more girls on the roster. But that's the thing on both sides. I mean, even with
6: Paige and at least with Paige you can say, well, she was there before she pulled some strings. She's back, it's a big deal. Whereas these women they were coming in to attack everybody because they really wanted to rattle things up. They should be portrayed a little bit different than the women on Raw, even though there's a lot of things that are exactly the same. They should be portrayed as a little more dangerous of a group, a little more of a riot squad. Not like the Dusick family, but a riot squad.
1: They were definitely not a riot squad last night. They were just I don't know how you can have a three riot girls on Morgan. the roster.
6: Is Liv Morgan really part of a riot squad?
1: She is on the show. I guess. She's gonna be a big star. Do you Bigger hear me, than Mandy? That's ah, tough to say. That's uh, it's tough to I'm, say.
6: I'll I'll throw five bucks on Mandy right now. That
1: but I think still. she's. I'll I'll be the guy. I don't know if I am the guy, but I'll be I'll be a guy. I think she's prettier than Mandy.
6: Well, here's the thing. They're going to have, for right or wrong, they're going to have. If history is any indication. Every chance in the world. Here is your 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 female equivalent in WWE of Test or or any of those other guys who are just big that that Vince loves. There, these two women are gonna get every shot in the world.
1: Per says, my fiance who doesn't watch wrestling came over during the main event segment last night. From what she was watching, she thought Kevin and Sammy were the baby faces and Shane was the heel. Do you think this is what they are going for? Well. They just turned Sammy, and so I'm skeptical that they're about to just turn them back babyfaces again. I mean, I think think they're going to remain heels, and the question is, who is aligning with them? Is it Shane? The old, oh, my old man, he loved ruthless aggression. That's what I'm seeing out of you guys. You've proven to me that you deserve to be here, blah, 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 blah. blah. Or is it going to be Brian? We'll find out.
6: Well, and they could also have a heavy hand for Dan- for Shane making it look that way. So when Daniel finally, you know, pulls the, the counter punch, it's, you know, t- for WWE putting it
1: out there. It's a, hey, look at this surprise. Versus I was disappointed with some of the choices they brought up from NXT. I love Billy and Payton, would love them better on SmackDown. Well, listen, unless yeah. someone suffers a serious injury or something crazy happens, they're both going to be on Raw and SmackDown. But NXT, here's the thing. NXT still needs to survive after call-ups. Like, if you remember about a year ago, whenever the draft was, when they gutted NXT, and then for like six months, I mean, the show was just in the doldrums while they tried to build up new talent. I mean, I think they learned their lesson from that. And the idea is we're going to bring some people up that maybe aren't quite ready yet, but we're going to leave some people who are already on the NXT roster a little longer, to keep that ship afloat when we call people up. That's what I think's happening. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live.
0: listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Hey, back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, talking raw on Monday, didn't Reigns agree to face both Jordan and Joe in the same night? Yes. They just dropped it. That's what they do sometimes. <laughs> I think they thought you'd forget, but you didn't. Either did anybody else. I want to mention, by the way, Uh, Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, proud to announce actor Dwayne Johnson, DJ as I like to call him, uh, will be honored with the 2,624th star. (laughs) Let me tell you something, everybody. If I ever get a star on the Walk of Fame, don't tell me what number it is. Just say I got one. Seems a lot less important when you hear that 2,623 other people got one before you. That's about how much Baywatch made. Wednesday, December 13th, 1130 a.m. Wow, Mike star will be dedicated in the category of motion pictures. What are you saying about that, Mike? Let me just read this. Film revenues exceeding $2 billion worldwide. Mm -hmm. DJ solidified himself as a global box office powerhouse in both film and television. Always adding to his busy schedule, Johnson shows no signs of slowing down. And you know who else? No signs of slowing down myself. No. I'll be back later on today with Dave Meltzer. There's no Filthy Tom Lawler show today, but to make it up for you... Dave and I will be talking to Chris Jericho about his upcoming Tokyo Dome match. That'll be up for subscribers either today or tomorrow, so stick around and check that out. And that is it from here. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, callers and listeners, talk again tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.